This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, we're back at it. Buzz Hargrove, the past president of the Canadian Auto Workers, and Catherine Swift, former head of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. I've got to ask you, Swifty, uh, you know, I was reading with some uh, distress earlier today that uh, Canada's slowing economy has led to the first year-to-year rise in business insolvencies in almost 20 years. Businesses that have failed in the past 12 months are up 4.1%, and consumer insolvencies are also uh, rising 8.5% year-over-year, and that rate of increase is accelerating. This is not Argar well going forward. What's the result? No, it's not, it's not good. Um, I, we've seen a, quite a period of growth, really, on, on balance. It's ebbed and flowed, but on balance, we've seen quite a period of growth, not just Canada, but globally, since the big 2008 meltdown. Um, and low interest rates have been the siren call for for people, both businesses and individuals, and governments for that matter, to get into some pretty serious debt. And so now that the economy is slowing, this is the, I'm, I hope so I'm the wrong, are but I think due. this is the, the beginning of the of a bad trend. Could yeah. get worse. Well, that's what they're saying. It doesn't uh, argue well going forward, but uh, consumer as well as business insolvencies. First time it's gone that way in 20 years, Buzz. Uh, it's some- interesting phenomena. You see we have this incredibly weak economy over here and this incredibly strong economy over here. In Toronto, you read almost daily now of some businesses closing up. Why? Because they're they're jacking up the rent. There's such demand for the properties now that they're jacking up the rent. Is that what it is? So high that they can't afford to, uh, to pay it, so they file for bankruptcy. They're losing money. A hand over fist, and there's no no uh, help for them, which I think there should be. I think there should be a more organized response to to responsible business people who are faced with this kind of of thing that they hadn't anticipated. Well, part of these numbers are still out west and stuff as well. I mean, I think we yes, have to realize right. these are national numbers. So, um, but yeah, there's there's no one you know there's no one factor here. But but I think we have seen fairly cheap money for quite a while now, uh, and and this has been too tempting uh, for an awful lot of people and businesses. Well, a lot of people too, just personal. Uh, they're extended on their credit card. They're mag- they're actually now just uh, paying to service on that debt, and that's about as good as it gets. And basically, they're using their uh, credit card as an ATM for a bridge loan to themselves. And, and not, there's not and a day goes estate. by you don't get another thing in the mail or two asking you to pick up this credit card. Get another. Oh, yeah. You well, see it, people in a coffee shop opening up a... Uh, a thing that has 15 or 20 credit cards yeah. in it. And, and that's a problem. I mean, people, in my view, people are being given credit cards. Young people, you want to talk yeah. about young people being Absolutely. given credit cards, they should never be given. And, of course, because the banks can charge, you know, outrageous interest rates to cover off all those insolvencies, they get away with it. But I think there's there's just too much loose credit out there, and this is, unfortunately, one of the downsides. You said you're going to Calgary uh, tomorrow, if I can just bring that up, because, you know, uh, Alberta is ticked, and so is Saskatchewan. It's Scott Moe, the premier, was meeting with Justin Trudeau yesterday. Uh, he wasn't happy about the outcome. Looks like they're going to hang Western Canada out to dry. So what do you make of Western Canada suggesting maybe Jason Kenney a firewall, you know, withdrawing from CPP, having their own police force, uh, rejigging the equalization formula? And so do you think that's practical? Well, it's, it's certainly not impossible. Quebec does it, right? I mean, well, that's we, what we do saying. have, a, we do the have a role model of sorts there. Right. Uh, whether we want to treat it that way, I guess, is another question. But the topic of the conference I'm speaking at is is precisely what to do about these kinds of issues. So uh, we'll be talking about that a lot. And um, uh, I think uh, if I were in their shoes, 
I'd be pretty annoyed by what's going on. Uh, people are losing their livelihoods. They're losing their homes. They're losing uh, careers they've invested in for decades. Uh, I'd be pretty ticked. And um, frankly, I don't think it's a terrible idea to send a few shots across the bow, such as a, a separate pension plan would be a very interesting gambit. And from my standpoint, I think that would be a good first step. Yeah, they keep the money themselves, look after their own. Buzz, you like well, that idea? Well, I, I don't like the idea of, of using Quebec as, as a comparator. Uh, remember, Quebec never was in. When we set up CPP, Quebec set up QPP, and they had their own uh, a thing uh, uh, since that time. Uh, Alberta, the question would be now, how do you move ahead and say, well, the past is the past, uh, the future is the future, and ensure that uh, the people of Alberta uh, may have a pension, a public pension uh, plan that they can draw on when they when they retire. So there has to be a lot of thought uh, goes into it. I don't have any quarrel with the political argument, of them saying, look, uh, if we're not gaining anything from Confederation, we're just paying, why would we uh, continue to, uh, to do that? I think that's a very fair argument. Police, there's all kinds of municipalities that change police from OPP to regular police on a regular ongoing basis, and everything seems to be hunky-dory. And Well, out there it's the RCMP. Are. Yeah, so there's some, there's some areas that uh, they, they, they can use. I just don't like when Scott Moe comes, goes into a meeting with the prime minister knowing that the carbon tax was one of his favorite taxes and says because we didn't get a year's relief on it, somehow that's the end of the world. I think that's exaggerating the issue completely. Well, there's undoubtedly some drama on all sides of this, but um, but I don't think that the carbon tax issue is one thing, but I think some of the other issues he was mentioning are not were not beyond the pale for Trudeau to extend a few olive branches on, and it didn't happen. But I think that the, the thing, the, the question here, of course, is that it will cost, whether it's Alberta, Alberta and Saskatchewan, you know, however it's configured, it's going to cost them money if they want to set up their own pension plan, do their own policing, because there's all kinds of problems with policing but out in... In, in rural prairie regions as it well. It sounds though they're they're hot to trot yep. and good to go. By the way, uh, speaking of drama, uh, we know the Don Cherry story has involved a lot of drama. Hey, Buzz, you know you're the working man's hero. Don, uh, is he a symbol of the working class? I I I wouldn't call him a symbol of the working class, but I would say uh, in his favor, he's never forgot his working class uh, roots, the role his mom played and. Uh, and that, and he's been supportive. I remember the strike, I think it was in 2007, 2008 at CBC when he was quite entitled to, to go to work. He wasn't a member of the union, yet he stayed off the job, respected the picket line because he has a commitment to, to trade unions. If anybody has a right to talk about uh, what we do with poppies, uh, it's Don Cherry. He's been so supportive of the military, both as a, as an organization uh, around the world, but also as individuals. He's helped with fundraisers, supported the legions. He's done so much. But you can't make an excuse for, for uh, Don Cherry, who's been around just too long, to make a mistake, as he called it. It wasn't a mistake. It was a clear picture that he wanted to paint. Right or wrong, I don't know. I I walk around downtown a lot during uh, November. I see a lot of poppies. I don't see what he sees, which is a lot of people uh, without. Uh, with I'm sure there are. I do see some without. But he poppies, said, but you, not the you people who come here, and I guess that were uh, that was the statement yeah. that sunk him. But do you think that in the end, uh, he was owed better after a 40-year legacy and all of the things that he supported? You know, as Buzz says in Sportsnet, to just basically let him go without even an explanation. Should they have availed him of at least that much, Catherine? Yeah, I think they should have. Uh, I think there's probably an awful lot to this story we don't know that happened behind the scenes that may or may not eventually come out. Uh, you hear that there were sponsors uh, rattling the sabers, saying that they were going to pull... Uh, 
uh, from Sportsnet if if they they didn't get rid of Cherry. But it, it just seems to me that there was more. That there has to be more to this. Were, were they looking for an excuse to get rid of him anyway? Uh, you know, and this just provided them a convenient. Uh, but the other thing that bugs me about this, and yeah, he made a mistake. Lots of mistakes get made. We got a prime minister that likes blackface on a regular basis, so I'd consider that a pretty darn big mistake too. Um, what the the rage that accompanied a lot of the opposition to what he said, I thought was ra- way beyond the pale, way out of control, and he 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 deserved better than that. I, by the way, I don't think this interferes at all in his uh, his legacy. Uh, he's been around just too long uh, for that, and people aren't going to take that away with him. And the way I've known Don Cherry for a lot of years to say hello, uh, and for me, Don Cherry, when he was getting ready to go, this would be his way, not somebody saying to him, a couple months ahead of time, we're not going to re-sign you. That would hurt him much more. I see. So I still think it's a black mark. I think for him, it's splash. not a great way to go out. You That's think he all. went out on his sword? All right, I think uh, he does. Or his shield, rather, on his sword. He yeah. fell on his sword. Uh, Buzz Hargrove, Catherine Swift. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 